Hey nerds, welcome to the Binging Librarian Podcast. I'm your librarian, Christina, and the library is officially open. This episode is Lovecraft Country by Matt Ruff. A dark fantasy horror novel that explores the horror fiction of H.P. Lovecraft and racism in the United States during the Jim Crow laws, experienced by black sci-fi fan Atticus Turner and his family. I did not know about this book at all until my homegirl mentioned I watch the show. Shout out to Charday. So I had checked out the trailer and I wasn't really interested. I'm not usually interested in shows, movies, or books where racism and segregation are the plots or the backdrops of a story, especially when there's a white savior complex to the story. Like, no thanks. I think the last time I watched a movie or anything like that was The Help, and that was about 10 years ago, and I haven't seen anything since. So this was the first time in a very, very long time. So with that being said, I wasn't interested. Then I ended up getting the book for Christmas, and I just thought, okay, well, I might as well give it a shot. And so in my bright mind, I thought it would be good to try to read the book and watch the show at the same time. Mind you, I am a very slow reader. Like, I don't even know why I thought that was a genius idea to even do. The first two episodes cover the first 100 pages of the book, and there are 370-something pages. And there are also 10 episodes within the first season. I didn't know how that was going to, like, that wasn't going to work for me because, one, it took me forever, and also it just didn't make sense to, to do it that way. Plus, our mutual friend was like, Girl, you need to choose one or the other. Like, you can't do both. So I was like, okay, fine. I was already invested in the show, more so the book, so I decided to watch the show first. And I have to say that I think that they complement each other very well. With the book, you're going to get the backstory of some of the characters. Not all of them, but some of the characters. Versus the show, you're going to get, obviously, that visual representation. The show kind of fills the in-between-the-lines with what's going on in the book. As far as the book is concerned, you got the backstory of like Hippolyta, for example. She had a whole episode in the show, which I thought was really boring. I thought that was the least exciting episode out of the whole thing. I wasn't a fan of that character. But when I read her story, when I got to her chapter... You understood why she liked space, like how she got into space and liking the planets and science and stuff like that. And even though I still don't like her character, like book or show, it was nice to get her backstory versus just this random episode that they had. 
when it comes to the show, again, you're getting that visual representation of what's happening that you're not going to necessarily get from the book, that magic part. You're also going to see how really how the racism was showed versus in the book. It's different when you read about racism versus seeing it play out. And you're also seeing the dynamic between characters, such as, you know, Atticus and Letty, Ruby and Braithwaite, and, and just their different dynamics within, you know, situations as well that you wouldn't necessarily see or get, understand from the book. I would recommend this series, both book and show. Me personally, I actually would suggest watching the show first and then reading the book. One, because again, going back to the visual aspect, that's kind of important. Though you can see it afterwards, but I, for this kind of story, I thought it was important to at least see it first and then read it. Second, I'll be honest, I would have been confused, like very confused, if I had read the book first and then went back to watch the show. Only because there were moments in the book that if I didn't have context, I would have been like, what is going on? Like the whole situation, without spoiling it, the whole situation of like the code of names and how Atticus is tied into all of that. The whole thing of Samuel Braithwaite trying to open like the, the Garden of Eden. Just all of that would have been really confusing for me as a reader. Me personally, without any kind of context. So at times it actually did get confusing that's another reason why I would suggest watching the show first. And then also, if you're one of those people where you tend to read things first, which I am like that, this just happens to be an exception. But if you're the type where you prefer to read something and then go back and watch, the reason why I would suggest watching this first is because you're gonna get upset because it does not match it exactly. At some point, the show goes left while the book goes right. For the most part, the show did cover most of what happened in the, in the book. However, some characters were added, some storylines to characters were added, and this is not a huge spoiler, but the endings are not the same. So things do range from something small to something huge, like an ending. But for small things, I would say Hippolyta and George's child in the book is a son, Horace. But in the show, they have a daughter named Dee. And that's such a small change. But to be honest, I actually really liked it because this child, both show and book, really likes, like, is really into comics. And to see that in a show with a young black girl doing comics that's supposed to be around the Jim Crow law era, 
I don't know. I just thought that was like a really powerful switch that they decided to change. And I'm totally here for it. However, you know, there are other aspects where it changes, such as the ending. You know, that's kind of a big thing. But again, to emphasize, that is another reason why I watched the show and then read the book. So overall, I would give it a rating three out of five. I personally would not do one without the other. So if there happens to be a second season, which it hasn't been official yet, I would watch the second season and then, you know, if there, if Matt Ruff ends up writing a sequel, I'll read the book. Or if I ever just go back and decide to watch the first season, chances are I'm going to read the book again. Just for me personally, it's hard to separate the two. So I would recommend it. And if you do decide to read it and or watch the show, I'd love to hear back from you. So with all of that, the next part, I'm actually going to go into some spoilers or at least a little bit more in depth about what I liked and what I disliked about both show and book. So if you don't want to hear it, thank you for listening to the episode and I hope to see you guys soon. Follow me on Instagram at The Binging Librarian, but let's get into it. So I'm going to start with what I disliked first. The first thing I actually put down was Hippolyta. Hippolyta, both in the show and the book, was the worst character. I just did not like her character. In the show, unfortunately, Uncle George died. You know, he got killed. And I totally get that that was her husband and she wanted to know what was going on. Like, what really happened with with him, Letty, and Atticus. Totally get it. But I felt like she was kind of doing too much with taking D with her to find out and then come all the way back home to Chicago and then go out on her own. I just felt like how she went about trying to find what was going on and being nosy was just really irritating to me. I just hate when characters try to play Inspector Gadget to figure out what's going on versus like minding your own business or at least like she could have at least pressed anybody you know whether it was Montrose Letty or Atticus to what really happened so I didn't really care for her character and her episode was the worst I stand by that I don't think anyone could convince me otherwise I'd love to hear what what y'all would have to say but I just thought she had the worst episode out of that whole series I will say about the book, her chapter was a little plain and boring, but it did give that backstory, again, how I mentioned before, as to how and why she got into science and space and the planets, but the execution or the interpretation within the show, it wasn't it for me. If the message was supposed to be Black woman empowerment, like, okay, great, but no. I just, I just wasn't feeling it. I felt like it was kind of a force. So yeah, I wasn't a fan. Second thing that I disliked about this was Montrose's character. And this is geared more towards the show than it is the book. Montrose was, was in the book, of course, but his backstory didn't affect me. Like I didn't dislike him in the book, but the show, I actually did dislike him. The reason why I disliked him is because, well, when we first meet him, he's already dislikable. 
when when they're trying to save him and he's just really rude and nasty and mean and that's his character so that's understandable what I did not like is his backstory because I felt like it was rushed and not really developed you find out that he is a gay black man it has nothing to do with him being gay it was really rushed and I feel really random. You find out that he's gay when he gets it on with one of the characters that's one, not important, and two, like freewheeling it with other people. And you saw that from the first episode, right? So he's getting it on. I'm trying to keep it PG. He's getting it on and... It was kind of like the next moment or the next episode. I'll be honest, I don't remember how it ended. But the next moment that you see them together, his partner is a whole drag queen, which is really random. Like that wasn't even hinted in the first episode. And then it kind of ends with them being at a ball, like a, a um, like a drag queen ball. And Montrose is like liberated, right? And for me, it just felt like a, a Ryan Murphy pose episode. I was just like, how do we get from this to, to that? Like, it just didn't fit to me. And you can argue that, well, we saw what happened in, in the episode where they did a flashback and, you know, Montrose as a teen and he liked boys then. Okay, but the story was not fully developed, in my opinion. Like, okay, you threw that in there, but... That was not really expressed throughout the rest of the series. I feel like this show, with his story in particular, was a check mark for them. I mean, obviously the show is going to be predominantly black. That's the point of the show. But, like, do we have a gay character? Check. Like, is he black? Check. You know, like, I feel like that really shows today. And for some reason, his character, making him gay... I felt like was doing too much. And again, I want to emphasize, it's not that he was gay. It was very rushed and not developed. And if anything, if they really wanted a gay character or a lesbian character, Ruby and Christina, that should have been the couple. And to be honest, I feel like as a viewer, I was cheated out of seeing that develop. So that's another reason. Going back to the book, as far as things that I didn't like, I felt like each section of the book, well, maybe not each, but a lot of the sections of the book were anticlimactic. So you'd have like this section and you're reading it and you're really into it. And like towards the end of it, you're just like, oh, okay, this is it. This is what happens. And so then when you go to the next section, sometimes it didn't really pick up where you left off. So it really was anticlimactic. Eventually things tie in together and it's like, okay, it makes sense, but still not as exciting. And on top of that, it did miss the horror sci-fi elements that it is described to be. There were moments that you could read and you're like, okay, like, okay, I can see the sci-fi part. Really the only horror that I got from it was the racism. Like, that is horrifying. 
But I mean, I'm not too familiar with H.P. Lovecraft's work, so I don't know how much horror there is in his work. But for this, it was lacking. And going back to the show real quick, I do think that there was a lot happening for one season. I mean, they introduced a whole new character, Gion, I believe that's how you pronounce it, who was the Korean nurse that took care of Atticus. Uh, Well, first she started off with the vendetta against him, but, you know, she ended up caring for him and, you know, stuff like that. So she she played an important role in the show. And I wasn't interested in her episode either. And so when I read the book, you know, I was like, okay, like, I'm going to get to this. Well, she's not in the book. Like, that's a whole thing that they made up, which is cool. It's fine. But I think that could have been saved. Like, that could have been something that they saved for, you know, next season if they get picked up. There was a lot of stuff. I don't I can't think of the word right now. But there was a lot of stuff that they were trying to fit into one season where it really could have, in actuality, made it to like a second season or you know like really it could have equated to a season and a half because there was just a lot especially when you introduce like say one character and you don't see or hear from that character until like another two or three episodes that's when you know it's like you're doing the most and with there only being 10 episodes like that's a lot that's getting thrown out to the audience but Let's go to things that I did like. So the first thing that I have written down is Ruby and Braithwaite. This could be, you know, a little controversial and I'm totally here for it. So if you disagree with me, please, please, please let me know. But Ruby is my favorite character. I love the fact that she is a beautiful, dark-skinned, black, thick woman. She's not perfect. Like Letty described towards the end of the book, she doesn't know what she wants. And that is portrayed very well in the book as well as in the show. When she gets with Braithwaite, both Christina in the show slash William and Caleb in the book, it's it's just really something to watch and read her whole metamorphosis was just something to witness. Like her episode is one of my favorites. I could watch that episode over and over again because I thought it was just so well done. And the actress who plays her is amazing. It was just something with her, you know, she, she had goals, you know, like she wanted to work. She wanted to have like a good paying job and to be able to provide for herself and just do better. But she knew that she couldn't do what she wanted because she was a dark skinned woman. Like she even in the show, you know, she suggested to Letty that she does something else like toward, you know, upper whites because she knew that she couldn't do it. And then when she goes into the department store, because there's already a black woman there, she knows that she doesn't have a shot of getting the job. So with the influence of Caleb, well, okay, Caleb is in the book, but of Christina slash William in the show, that's when things get more interesting. The Again, going back to the whole metamorphosis, her relationship with William slash Christina, 
was just really something to watch. I enjoyed it. It's not even so much that 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 character Braithwaite was a white savior complex. It wasn't that because clearly she was the antagonist. But I just really love their relationship. I do think to an extent that she's relatable. There are relatable aspects of her. Not saying that she's totally relatable, but I i mean, especially if you compare her to her sister, Letty. I just love her so much. I could go on and on rambling the same stuff, but she was one of my favorites. Oh, going back to favorite episodes, I have to say three, five, and eight are my absolute favorites. Pretty easy to remember. I could go back and watch those again. I thought they were very, very well done. Number eight is the episode that's also in the book. The difference is that this is Horace's chapter versus D, you know, in the show. And both very well done. This is also a moment in in time where the book went one way and the show went another. They're both different, but I thought they were both very well done. And... Kind of last but not least, the production of the show is amazing. If Let me just say this. If you're on the fence of watching the show, I'm telling you that the production quality is freaking amazing. First of all, the acting from everyone is so good. There's not one person, like actor-wise, that I was just like, uh, they're not cutting it for me. Not one. They were just so good. And MVP for acting goes to Journey Smollett, who plays Letty. She will act her butt off. There there were sometimes, maybe some scenes where I was like, all right, girl, you're doing a little too much. But she was still believable regardless. And she was just so good and killed it. And I have to say the costume department killed it. All of the costumes were good. Like, from whatever Atticus was wearing to Ruby being, you know, how she is and and what they dressed her up to be, to even Christina slash William, like, it didn't matter who the character was. It was just so well put. And I'm not really one to ever think about production, let alone costuming. But their outfits were, yo, they were, they were killing it. And then the soundtrack is also a huge, huge plus. You know, music to anything is, is, I mean, that's how you kind of come across artists, right? Like hearing the music that's played in the background. But with them, it was different. You had stuff uh, relatable to the times, so the 50s, but you also had today's music. And they also had spoken word in just about, if not, every episode. Don't ask me which spoken words. Well, I think actually one of them was Whitey on the Moon. Whoever that's by. Didn't do my research, I'll be honest. But just about every episode, yeah, there was spoken word. And I just thought that was cool because I've never seen a show that incorporated that. So I like that. I, I Yeah, production-wise really really good and if they don't get picked up for a second season I will actually be surprised and or if Matt Ruff ends up writing a sequel to his book I'll be honest in the library I haven't seen it circulate it doesn't mean anything I just haven't seen it but when you go into the catalog 
I believe every physical copy is checked out. Just don't ask me how many copies there are because I don't know. So I'll leave you with this. If you have seen the show and or have read the book, what do you think of the characters? What do you think of the story as a whole, but also maybe a section that you liked or maybe a section that you didn't like? Like, I just love to hear your thoughts on this work, whether it is the book or the show. It's a little complicated because there's two entities versus just doing a book review. I would love to hear what you have to say. Also, before I wrap it up, I did not know about the green book, like like the actual green book, not the movie, which I did not see, by the way. Um, but I didn't act, I didn't know anything of this. And what's really cool about both show and book is Uncle George publishes like their version of the green book for for black travelers. And so I decided to just kind of to do my own research and look it up. And if you want something cool to check out, the New York Public Library actually digitized a collection of the Negro Motorist Green Book. And I actually thought that was really cool. Obviously, I cannot link something in a podcast, but if you do a quick Google search of like Green Book digitized, or if you want to add New York Public Library, I'm sure it'll be the first few results that pop up definitely check it out it's interactive so you know there's that as well with that being said again follow me on instagram at the binging librarian love to hear from y'all and with that the library is officially closed